0: Welcome to the Growth Cap Podcast, where we chat with CEOs, investors, and other key industry leaders to uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. I'm your host, RJ Lumba, Managing Partner of GrowthCap. In this episode, we chat with Hunter Maidley, the CEO of Venna, which is the leading enterprise software company for corporate financial planning and budgeting. More than 800 companies globally choose Venna to streamline their finance processes. The company is backed by JMI Equity and Santana Growth Partners. Hunter shares with us his key insights into rapidly scaling an organization, leadership lessons from ADP, Salesforce, and HubSpot, and his vision for Vena in the years to come. We hope you enjoy the show. So Hunter, thanks so much for taking the time with us. Maybe we could jump right in and kick off with some background on Vena as well as yourself.
1: Okay, cool. I'll just do a quick background on me first. So I spent most of my career in SaaS, actually probably before SaaS was considered SaaS, uh, early part of my career, uh, just over 10 years in go to market at uh, ADP, so payroll, HR, time and labor management. And the cool thing about that learning early is that you know ADP was one of the very first companies to basically offer you know remote access to compute power in a recurring revenue model. So kind of the early kind of early days of, of what we now call SaaS, and had the fun of you know a really nice run there. I think we moved from about three billion to six billion while I was there, and and also you know rolled out our first uh, internet kind of web web based uh, product. To, uh, you know really creatively called payroll on the internet at the time so saw that move to internet and then i actually took uh, about six years off to raise kids and when i came back to work i joined salesforce.com and did about four years and go to market there and really enjoyed my time there a great culture great product obviously a behemoth in SaaS, mm-hmm. and did some great things to elevate you know office of sales and marketing and eventually uh, service and built a really great platform ecosystem which you know, it was all great learning for me. And then I chose to join uh, uh, HubSpot. HubSpot, now a publicly traded company, but was a relatively small, but a $70 million marketing automation company when we joined. I and mean, we knew we were going to try to move HubSpot from marketing automation to CRM. And so was fortunate enough to help take the, the company public. And we did a nice little run from about $70 million to $600 million before before I left to become CEO here at Venna. I got pulled by a really cool story. I think Ben has got a really great story of customer value and success, and I think the market we, we serve and the uh, the opportunity we have ahead of us is pretty exciting. And there was a bit of a pull for me to, you know, try my hand at CEO to see what I had learned from some pretty great CEOs in my in my past and some pretty great people that I had had a chance to work with across all functions. Um, so obviously a chance for me to learn and. And see if I could uh, help a company in kind of the role of CEO, but also a bit of a chance for me to um, help a Canadian founded company. So I'm Canadian born and raised in Toronto and I've lived in a few places, but primarily I've helped build great U.S. based companies in my career. And this was a chance for me to uh, focus back on kind of my hometown and, and see if I could uh, you know, help Venna do something uh, really special. So that's kind of how I ended up here.
0: At HubSpot, I mean, you grew, helped grow that revenue almost 10x in five years. What, what do you think was key to enabling you to, to accomplish such a feat? I actually
1: think it's something we're going to try to emulate a little bit here at Venna and something Venna's actually done, I think, pretty well. Um, it's this really interesting mix of, I call it like three really core elements having a point of view and a methodology that you care about. So it's not about the product or the technology, but what's your point of view in the market and how you can help the market you're serving do something better and I had at HubSpot that started off with this methodology of inbound marketing so how can companies think about marketing and engaging with their customers in a much more effective way than the traditional outbound kind of um, blast messaging modality that had uh, that mostly advertising and marketing had worked for years so, Pairing this really interesting methodology about how you create engagement then with technology. So that's kind of the second lever is how do you How do you build great technology that supports that point of view and that methodology? And you might not be able to build technology deep enough to serve all parts of your methodology, but you have to have a point of view on on how Technology can play a role in that and where you don't already have offerings. You know what is your opportunity to partner and, and, and show kind of a shared technology vision Uh, to execute against this kind of methodology. So two of those that are fundamental to any company, but uh, I think especially uh, Sean through at HubSpot was this idea of of building a really, really adaptable culture, you know, that is kind of centered around a bunch of core values, but that actually understands the need to evolve and grow, and that the culture um, moves with the company as it scales, and continues to lean into core values, but also understands that the culture of a $600 million company is actually fundamentally different than the culture of a $20 million startup. And how do you how do you make sure you get that right uh, throughout your entire journey? So kind of matching culture, technology and methodology, pulling up that all together, I think, created the opportunity for us to do something at HubSpot. And again, I think that's, the, that's a, a recipe for success here that we can follow at Venom.
0: One of the key differences between HubSpot and, and Venna is, is the solution it provides and, and maybe the market it serves. But do you think the same type of growth is possible at Venna?
1: Yeah, see, I, I, I'm kind of addicted to growth and I think a healthy way in the best possible way. Then I do think we've got a really interesting path forward. We can kind of drive the same type of impact. I do think the TAM. Is there like the total addressable market across kind of what, what people are calling, you know, corporate performance management or FP&A cloud or operational planning? That's a that's a big multi-billion dollar TAM growing really fast. By all accounts, it's kind of, you know, it's got an, a kegger of somewhere in the 10 to 20%, depending on who you read over the next number of years. So I think it's a big TAM. We're a small company in a big town, so we've got lots of opportunity a lot and lots of runway. And I would say, although we're a different product set, obviously, than, than HubSpot, HubSpot's more of kind of the, the front end, the front, front end of your company and how you engage with customers, and, and then it tends to be a little more, you know, back end. But where I would say there is a really nice overlap is this commitment to growth. So, you know, my view is that you, you know, you have to engage with your market your customers are really healthy and effective way and you need a uh, technology and methodology to do that I think HubSpot has a great point of view on that but I also think that at its core you know the best run companies uh, the highest growth companies the ones that have had the most impact in markets also have been the best at planning and running their business at, at marrying strategic operational and financial planning and actually executing at a, at a world-class level iterating and paying attention along the way and so having really interesting systems to report against progress and those companies you know that, that lean in and, and really commit to that planning process and how you assess progress against your plans I think have historically done best and so when I think about how companies plan to grow uh, that's where benefits in. I think we can help companies plan to grow and assess how they're doing and then of course we do all of the normal kind of regulatory stuff where you're you're you know kicking out financial reports and helping with consolidations and roll-ups all that we do that for sure and do it really well but I think the exciting part is to help companies at the front end of that you know planning budgeting forecasting process and like they say kind of marrying strategy operations and financial plans and getting the best possible results um, and that's the journey we're on
0: Got it. And then um, switching back to kind of one of the things, one of the core three elements you mentioned, we'd love to talk a little bit about culture and, and how it enabled you to scale at HubSpot and is presumably helping you scale at, at Vena. Uh, what do you think, you know, what, what about culture is it that's so critical to, to get right?
1: Yeah. For me, it's this idea of kind of alignment, transparency, and accountability. So, as you think about aligning on culture, it's less about saying, this is who we are and you must fit to participate here. It's a bit broader saying, here are the values we, that we hold dear. Here is the, here's the mission and the journey we think we're on. And we want a culture that holds us accountable to doing, doing right by our values, doing right by our customers, and doing right by our mission. And we want to be super transparent about our progress against that um, and we want to create a world where every individual contributor every manager every senior leader has the same kind of perspective and ability to contribute uh, around culture and the same way to hold us accountable so kind of my view is that whether you are a you know a business development rep three months in or a, a, a new software developer that's been here for 10 years you have you have the same right to hold us accountable and to contribute to to our culture. And so that you know through that cultural lens, you get this you get this really nice uh, you know compass and set of guardrails that keeps you, you know pointed in the right direction, keeps your values uh, intact, that it, uh, keeps you con- having a conversation about those shared values. Um, at, at Vena, we had a set of values when I joined that were developed about. Four or five years before I joined, there were six uh, core values, and we actually had a really open conversation with our uh, with our company because what we were seeing in our in our um, semi annual uh, survey of all of our employees is that values didn't resonate anymore the people weren't actually even necessarily aware of all of them or how they were woven into our operational model a comprehensive exercise of resetting our core values uh, skinning it down to four core values that all of the company had a chance to contribute in and uh, contribute to and then we started thinking about how do we leave those core values uh, and accountability into our operating system and reward and recognize and you know and share when people are really leaning in you build those core values to all of your performance reviews and how you think about the quality of the work you're doing and so we went through this really interesting exercise over about a three-month period and i think we've come come to a point now where we have like say really great alignment um we've got tons of transparency about how we got here and, and what our mission is and how culture plays a role in that and then we created this expectation that not just you as an individual, have a, an opportunity to hold us accountable, but we actually extend that and share our values with our customers, and say, "Hey, you have the right also to hold us accountable." And and here's what we believe, and here's who we are, and so that's kind of I think how you have to you know have to weave that in and gain that alignment, create transparency, and and really you know use it to help each other uh, hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm.
0: And you mentioned earlier that some of the CEOs that you had worked with in the past were in part in inspiration to taking this step from HubSpot to Vena. What are some of the key things you learned by working for some great CEOs? So well, maybe I'll pull just a little bit from
1: each. So Josh, when I, at, when I was at ADP, early years of ADP, Josh, Josh Weston was the was CEO, and he kind of set this really interesting tone of a version of, equality and the and 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 responsibility and it showed up in a couple of ways and I know these are just minor things but as in like an early early in my career they 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 set a tone for me number one was uh, the head office for ADP's in Persephone New Jersey so that close close to where you are, Jay. and the front of the head office there's the obviously the, the parking spots that are really really close and at that time you know when I started at ADP would have been kind of early 90s it was pretty typical that parking spots were assigned by by title and role and name and and the closed parking spots were uh, given to the to the leaders and Josh basically said no the the close spot the close parking spots are for those who show up earliest and and you know they're not assigned and so through that lens he was saying no this is about applying yourself and and the opportunity to, to park close which is a small thing is everyone's right depending on you know how you want to apply yourself and so that was kind of an interesting uh, lesson from him that I, I took and, and what do you think about responsibility Josh was also known really well known for you know always flying uh, coach and you know he obviously had enough money personally that he could have just upgraded or always bought his own tickets and, and flown but he, he, he flew coach anyway to send a message to everyone that you know, there's a there's a fiscal responsibility we have here, even though the company is growing fast and making lots of money, we still have this fiscal responsibility. So that that was really meaningful. Then I had a chance, to obviously, work with Mark Benioff and got a chance to spend some time with him, both you know, in the audience, of some of the senior leaders, but also a little bit of uh, close time, a little closer time with him. And what really stands out there is just the grandness of vision, like that that Mark really feels that the team that he is building, the team he is a part of, has a chance to fundamentally change the world and how the world yeah. operates and how it engages and how it creates value, and that there's also a responsibility to give back. And so through the work of the foundation and, and, and uh, various other things that kind of Mark does to lead the charge, you really get this sense that. You know that together you can do something really special and so he set a really grand vision so I pulled that from Mark which I think is really important for everyone not just leadership but for everyone to believe that if you're part of a team uh, you can have a grand vision and it's worth going out for something big and then when I shifted to HubSpot there was a really interesting kind of pull and I kind of put the CEO Brian Halligan and his co-founder Dharmesh Shah together almost so Brian and Darmesh together Taught me the value of uh, kind of the rising tide of, of, um, of value and impact you can have. And so, while HubSpot is a very competitive culture and wants to do very well, fundamentally, it was never a win-loss proposition. Is that we had our culture was designed to say if everyone understands how to grow their business better, how to engage with customers better, whether they choose our technology or not, that is good for us. That's good that everyone knows how to be a better marketer, a better seller, a better servicer. And so the idea that we can help the entire um, community that we serve be better at what they do, even if they don't spend money with us. That's our give. That's our give to the world. We can help them be better that 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 rising tide of confidence and value that can be created is in the long run obviously going to be also really healthy for hubspot and we'll trust that if we do that well folks will eventually start using our products and if our products are good they'll keep using our products so that idea of giving before getting that there's something you can share and that your your job is to help others grow and be better regardless of whether or not they spend money with you um, was a really important lesson for both uh, Brian
0: and Darash. Those are great insights across those three leaders. You know, you're backed by some fantastic investors. How have they helped you scale besides providing capital?
1: Yeah, it's great. Actually, I had a chance to listen to you. I think you did uh, a session recently with some folks from JMI <laughs> um, yep. and they're great. So, JMI Equity, Equity led our last round, uh, great team there. and I, you know, what What I'm finding, especially through, like, managing through the, the current both health and economic um, crisis that we're all managing through, that where JMI really stepped up and is really doing some great work, they have a bunch of really, really competent advisors by function. And then they have an opportunity through that lens to actually uh, uh, pull together these these small group sessions where... You know HR leaders led by you know their HR practice um, advisor get together so all of their companies or portfolio companies have an opportunity to get together and talk through the impact of work from home on culture the impact how we're going to move back into the office what does that look like then all the sales leaders getting together talking about the dynamics of the markets and you know how it how different it is between companies you know are you serving a market that is actually growing because of this crisis because you know whether it be you know collaboration technology or, or software that pulls people together <laughs> there's a bunch of industries that are thriving because of Iran and so how are you serving that industry and reorienting some of your go-to-market motion to serve them how are you thinking about the industries that you historically have supported that are really getting hurt what does that look like how do you think about um, customer retention and so you get these really interesting you know JMI facilitated discussions that are generating great ideas across the portfolio so JMI has been super uh, super responsive and super thoughtful about the way they support uh, all of the portfolio companies so we we love that and then and then Santana growth was one of our earliest investors and and through the lens of the uh, uh, principles there specifically uh, Eric Bion, he's he's been um, for me he's an active uh, he's an active participant in my growth as a CEO and our company's growth and I, I spend time with him you know bi-weekly since I started and, and weekly now uh, now that we're in this uh, in this pretty turbulent time and the opportunity for me to get his insight and draw from all of his experience has been you know uh, been pretty Invaluable at this point. And again, Santana is also not, you know, not as uh, big an organization, but still has access to all sorts of really great talent. And so, as I think about hiring new leaders, uh, layering in new senior talent, I'm also leveraging both Santana and JMI, not just through their network, but also through the interview process and engaging them to help me make good decisions about any any uh, the new senior leaders we bring on. So, super super helpful beyond obviously just the cash.
0: We're running a little bit short on time here, but maybe to close out, you could share with us uh, your vision for Vena 3 years from now.
1: Yes, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we so Vena right now we are FP&A cloud, specialists. we basically help the office of finance plan their business, assess their business and and, and drive reporting and analytics. And you know, our vision is that in 3 years we will be the default planning platform for you know the core mid-market and we're definitely going to continue to serve awesome enterprise companies and i think even in the long run there's going to be a lot of small businesses that will leverage Venna to help run and plan their businesses but what we really want to do is make sure we've built the best possible company to serve the needs of kind of like the core the core mid-market the planning needs of the core mid-market and i think if we can pull that off and i'm confident we can um, like you say We'll build a product in a community, we'll have a point of view on the methodology, and we'll have built a really great culture. So we've got kind of the methodology, technology, and culture to kind of really broadly serve the needs of that kind of core mid-market. I think we'll, we'll have been serving our mission and I think doing great work, and I'll be super happy about that.
0: Excellent. Well, Hunter, thank you so much for your time. You've been generous spending it with us, and I know this will be a very impactful interview for our audience to listen to.
1: Thanks, RJ. It was great to spend some time with you.